Welcome to the Study His Word podcast, brought to you by Fear and the Faith, where we read through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. The Bible is full of great wisdom and stories that we can use to better our Christ-like walk every day. Join us on our mission to get one million people to read the Bible cover to cover. Visit studyhisword.com for more info, resources we have available, upcoming projects, and events. Leviticus 13. So the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when anyone has a swelling or a rash or a shiny spot on their skin that may be a defiling skin disease, they must be brought to Aaron the priest or to one of his sons who is a priest. And the priest is to examine the sore on the skin. And if the hair on the sore is turned white and the sore appears to be more than skin deep, it is a defiling skin disease. When the priest examines that person, he shall pronounce them ceremonial unclean. If the shiny spot on the skin is white, but does not appear to be more than skin deep and the hair has not turned white, the priest is to isolate the affected person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine them. And if he sees that the sore is unchanged, it is not spread in the skin, he is to isolate them for another seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine them again. And if the sore is faded and is not spread in the skin, the priest shall pronounce them clean. It is only a rash. They must wash their clothes and they will be clean. But if the rash does spread in their skin after they have shown themselves to the priest to be pronounced clean, they must appear to the priest again. Then the priest is to examine that person. And if the rash is spread in the skin, he should pronounce them unclean. It is a defiling skin disease. When anyone has a defiling skin disease, they must be brought to the priest. The priest is to examine them. And if there is a white swelling in the skin that has turned the hair white, and if there is a raw flesh in the swelling, it is a chronic skin disease, and the priest shall pronounce them unclean. He shall not isolate them because they are already unclean. If disease breaks out all over the skin, so far as the priest can see, it covers all of the skin of the affected person from head to foot. The priest is to examine them, and if the disease has covered their whole body, he shall pronounce them clean. Since it is all turned white, they are clean. But whenever raw flesh appears on them, they will be unclean. When the priest sees the raw flesh, he shall pronounce them unclean. The raw flesh is unclean. They have a defiling disease. If the raw flesh changes and turns white, they must go to the priest. The priest is to examine them. And if the sores have turned white, the priest shall pronounce the affected person clean. They will be clean. When somebody has a boil on their skin and it heals, and in the place where the boil was, a white swelling or reddish white spot appears, they must present themselves to the priest. The priest is to examine it. And if it appears to be more than skin deep, and the hair in it has turned white, the priest shall pronounce that person unclean. It is a defiling skin disease that is broken out where the boil was. But if the priest examines it and there is no white hair in it, and it is not more than skin deep and has faded, then the priest is to isolate them for seven days. If it is spreading in the skin, the priest shall pronounce them unclean. It is a defiling disease. But if the spot is unchanged and has not spread, it is only a scar from the boil, and the priest shall pronounce them clean. When someone has a burn on their skin and a reddish white or white spot appears in the raw flesh of the burn, the priest is to examine the spot. And if the hair in it has turned white and it appears to be more than skin deep, it is a defiling disease that is broken out in the burn. The priest shall pronounce them unclean. It is a defiling skin disease. But if the priest examines it and there is no white hair in the spot, and if it is not more than skin deep and is faded, the priest is to isolate them for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine that person. And if the spreading in the skin, the priest shall pronounce them unclean. It is a defiling skin disease. If, however, the spot is unchanged and is not 
spread in the skin, but is faded. It is a swelling from the burn and the priest shall pronounce them clean. It is only a scar from the burn. If a man or a woman has a sore on their head or chin, the priestess can examine the sore. And if, this, if it appears to be more than skin deep and the hair in it is yellow and thin, the priest shall pronounce them unclean. It is a defiling skin disease on the head or the chin. But if when the priest examines a sore, it does not seem to be more than skin deep and there is no black hair in it, then the priest is to isolate the affected person for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine the sore. And if it is not spread and there is no yellow hair in it, and it does not appear to be more than skin deep, then the man or woman must shave themselves except for the affected area, and the priest is to keep them isolated another seven days. On the seventh day, the priest is to examine the sore, and if the sore is not spread in the skin and appears to be more than skin deep, the priest shall pronounce them clean. They must wash their clothes and they will be clean. But if the sore does spread into the skin after they are pronounced clean, the priest is to examine them. If he finds that the sore is spread in the skin, he does not need to look for yellow hair. They are unclean. If, however, the sore is unchanged, so far as the priest can see, and if the black hair has grown in it, the affected person is healed. They are clean, and the priest shall pronounce them clean. When a man or a woman has white spots on his skin, the priest is to examine them. And if the spots are dull white as a harmless rash that is broken out on the skin, they are clean. A man who has lost his hair and is bald is clean. <laughs> If he has lost his hair from the front of his scalp and his bald forehead, he is clean. But if he has a reddish white sore on his bald head or his forehead, it is a filing disease breaking out on his head or his forehead. The priest is to examine him. And if the swollen sore on his head or forehead is reddish white, like a defiling skin disease, the man is diseased and is unclean. The priest shall pronounce him unclean because of the sore on his head. Anyone with such a defiling disease must wear torn clothes, let their hair be unkempt, cover the lower part of their face and cry, unclean, unclean. As long as they have the disease, they remain unclean. They must live alone. They must live outside the camp. As for any fabric that is soiled or spoiled with a defiling mold, any woolen or linen clothing, any woven or knitted material of linen or wool, any leather or anything made of leather, if it is affected area in the fabric, the leather, the woven or knitted material, or any leather article is greenish or reddish, it is a defiling mold and must be shown to the priest. The priest is to examine the affected area and isolate the article for seven days. On the seventh day, he is to examine it. If the mold is spread in the fabric, the woven or knitted material or the leather, whatever it is, its use, it is persistent defiling mold. The article is unclean. He must burn the fabric, the woven knitted material of wool or linen or any leather article that has been spoiled because the defiling mold is persistent. The article must be burned. But if when the priest examines it, the mold has not spread in the fabric, the woven knitted material or the leather article, he shall order that the soiled article be washed. Then he is isolated for another seven days. And after the article has been washed, the priest is to examine it again. And if the mold has not changed its appearance, even though it has not spread, it is unclean. Burn it, no matter which side of the fabric has been spoiled. If, when the priest examines it, the mold is faded after the article has been washed, he is to tear the spoiled part out of the fabric, the leather or the woven or, woven or knitted material. But if it reappears in the fabric, in the woven or knitted material, or in the leather article, it is a spreading mold. Whatever has the mold must be burned. Any fabric, woven or knitted material, or any other leather article that has been washed and is rid of the mold must be washed again, then it will be clean. These are the regulations concerning defiling molds in woolen or linen clothing, 
woven or knitted material or any leather article for pronouncing them clean or unclean. Okay. Um, there you go. We just read through a medical journal and a good housekeeping. <laughs> Leviticus 14. The Lord said to Moses, these are the regulations for any diseased person at the time of their ceremonial cleansing when they are brought to the priest. The priest is to go outside the camp and examine them. If they have been healed of their defiling skin disease, the priest shall order that the two live, clean birds and some cedar wood, scarlet yawn, and hyssop be brought for that person to be cleansed. Then the priest shall order that one of the birds to be killed over a fresh water in a clay pot. He is to take the live bird and dip it together with cedar wood, scarlet yawn, and hyssop uh, into the blood of the bird that was killed over the fresh water. Seven times he shall sprinkle the one to be cleansed of the defiling disease and pronounce them clean. After that, he is to release the bird into the open fields. The person to be cleansed must wash their clothes, shave off all the hair, bathe with water, and then they will be ceremonial clean. After this, they may come into camp, but they must stay outside their tent for seven days. On the seventh day, they must shave off all their hair. Then they must shave their head, their beard, their eyebrows, the rest of their hair. They must wash their clothes and bathe themselves with water, and then they will be clean. On the eighth day, they must bring two male lambs, one ewe lamb, a year old, each without defect, along with three-tenths of an ephah, the finest flour mixed with the olive oil for grain offering and one log of oil. The priest who pronounces them clean shall present both the one to be cleansed and their offerings before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. Then the priest is to take one of the male lambs and offer it as a guilt offering along with the log of oil. He shall wave them before the Lord as a wave offering. He is to slaughter the lamb in the sanctuary where the sin offering and the burnt offering are slaughtered. Like the sin offering, the guilt offering belongs to the priest that is most holy. The priest is to take some of the blood of the guilt offering and put it on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed on the thumb of their right hand and on the big toe of their right foot. And the priest shall then take the log of oil, pour it in the palm of his own hand, dip his right forefinger into the oil of the palm with his finger, sprinkle some of it before the Lord seven times. The priest is to put some of the oil remaining in his palm on the lobe of the right ear of one of the cleansed on the thumb of their right hand and on the big toe of the right foot on the top of the blood of the guilt offering. The rest of the oil in his palm, the priest shall put on the head of the one to be cleansed and make atonement for them before the Lord. Then the priest is to sacrifice a sin offering and make atonement for the one to be cleansed from their uncleanliness. After that, the priest shall slaughter the burnt offering and offer on the altar together with the grain offering and make atonement for them and they will be clean. If, however, they are poor and cannot afford these, they must take one male lamb as a guilt offering to be waived to make atonement for them together with a tenth of ephah of the finest flour mixed with oil, olive oil for grain offering, a log of oil, and two doves, two young pigeons, so that they can afford one for the sin offering and one for the burnt offering. On the eighth day, they must bring them for their cleansing to the priest to the entrance of the tent of meeting before the Lord. The priest is to take the lamb for the guilt offering together with the log of oil and wave them before the Lord as a wave offering. He shall slaughter the lamb for the guilt offering and take some of its blood and put it on the lobe of the right ear of the one to be cleansed, on the thumb of the right hand and on the big toe of their right foot. The priest is to pour some of the oil into the palm of his own left hand and with his right forefinger sprinkle some of the oil from his palm seven times before the Lord. Some of the oil in his palm is to be put on the same place as he put the blood of the guilt offering on the lobe of the right ear. One to be the um, 
the one to be cleansed on the thumb of their right hand and on the big toe of their right foot. The rest of the oil in his palm, the priest shall put on the head of the one to be cleansed to make atonement for them before the Lord. Then he shall sacrifice the doves of the young pigeons, <clears throat> such the person as the person can afford. One is a sin offering and the other is a burn offering together with the grain offering. In this way, the priest will make atonement before them, before the Lord on behalf of the one cleansed. <clears throat> Excuse me. These are the regulations for anyone who has a defiling skin disease and who cannot afford the regular offerings for their cleansing. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when you enter the land of Canaan, which I am giving you as your possession, and I put a spreading mold in a house in that land, the owner of the house must go and tell the priest, I have seen something that looks like a defiling mold in my house. The priest is to order the house to be empty before he goes in to examine the mold so that nothing in the house will be pronounced unclean. And if the priest is to go in and inspect the house, then he is to examine the mold on the walls. And if the greenish or reddish depressions that appear to be deeper than the surface of the wall, the priest shall go out of the doorway of the house, close it up for seven days. On the seventh day, the priest shall return to inspect the house. If the mold has spread on the walls, he is to order that contaminated uh, stones must be torn out and thrown into an unclean place outside the town. He must have all the inside walls of the house scraped and the material that is scraped off dumped in an unclean place outside town. Then they are to take other stones to replace them and take new clay and plaster the house. If the filing mold appears in the house after the stones have been torn out and the house is scraped and plastered, the priest is to go and examine it. And if the mold is spread in the house, it is a persistent defiling mold. The house is unclean. It must be torn down. It's stones, timbers, and all plaster taken out of the town to an unclean place. Anyone who goes into a house while it is closed up will be unclean until evening. Anyone who sleeps or eats in the house must wash their clothes. But if the priest comes to examine it and the mold is not spread after the house has been plastered, he shall pronounce the house clean. The defiling mold is gone. To purify the house, he is to take two birds and some cedarwood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop. He shall kill one of the birds over fresh water in the clay pot. Then he is to take cedarwood, the hyssop, the scarlet yarn, and the live bird, dip them into the blood of the dead bird and the fresh water, sprinkle the house seven times. He shall purify the house with the bird's blood, the fresh water, the live bird, the cedar wood, the hyssop, and the scarlet yarn. Then he is to release the live bird in the open fields outside the town. In this way, he will make atonement for the house. It will be clean. These are the regulations for any defiling skin disease, for a sore, for defiling molds in a fabric or in a house, and for a swelling, a rash, a shiny spot, um, to determine when something is clean or unclean. These are the regulations for defiling skin diseases and defiling molds. Okay, Leviticus 15, we'll press on here. <clears throat> 15, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, speak to the Israelites and say to them, when any man has an unusual bodily discharge, such, as a, dis such a discharge is unclean. Whether it continues flowing from his body or it is blocked, it will make him unclean. This is how his discharge will bring about uncleanliness. Any bed the man with the discharge lies on will be unclean, and anything he sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches his bed must wash their clothes and bathe with water, and they will be unclean until evening. Whoever sits on anything the man with the discharge sat on must wash their clothes and bathe with water, and they will be unclean until evening. Whoever touches the man who has a discharge must wash their clothes and bathe with water, and they will be unclean till evening. If the man with the discharge spits on anyone who is clean, 
They must wash their clothes and bathe with water. They will be unclean till evening. Everything the man sits on when riding will be unclean. And whoever touches any of the things that were under him will be unclean until evening. Whoever picks up the things must wash their clothes and bathe with water, and they will be unclean till evening. Anyone the man with a discharge touches without rinsing his hands with water must wash their clothes and bathe with water, and they will be unclean till evening. A clay plot that touches um, that the man touches must be broken, and any wooden article is to be rinsed with water. When a man is cleansed from his discharge, he is to count off seven days for a ceremonial cleansing. He must wash his clothes and bathe himself with fresh water, water, and he will be clean. On the eighth day, he must take two doves or two pigeons, come before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and give them to the priest. The priest is to sacrifice them, one for a sin offering, one for a burnt offering. In this way, he will make atonement before the Lord for the man because of his discharge. When a man is in emission of semen, he must bathe his whole body with water and he will be unclean till evening. Any clothing or leather that the semen on it must be washed with water and it will be unclean till evening. When the man has a sexual relations with a woman and there is an emission of semen, both of them must bathe with water and they will be unclean till evening. When a woman has her regular flow of blood and the impurity of her monthly period will last seven days and anyone who touches her will be unclean till evening. Anything she lies on during her period will be unclean and anything she sits on will be unclean and anyone who touches her bed will be unclean. They must wash their clothes and bathe with water. They will be unclean till evening. Anyone who touches anything she sits on will be unclean. They must wash their clothes and bathe with water. They will be unclean till evening, whether it is the bed or anything she is sitting on, when anyone touches it, they will be unclean till evening. If a man has sexual relations with her and her monthly flow touches him, he will be unclean for seven days. Any bed he lies on will be unclean. When a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time other than her monthly period or has a discharge that continues beyond her period, she'll be unclean as long as she has the discharge just as in the days of her period. Any bed she lies on while her discharge continues will be unclean as her bed during her monthly period and anything she sits on will be unclean as during her period. Anyone who touches them will be unclean. They must wash their clothes and bathe with water and they'll be unclean till evening. When she is cleansed from her discharge, she must count off seven days and after that she will be ceremonial clean. On the eighth day, she must take two doves, two pigeons, and bring them to the priest at the entrance of the tent of meeting. The priest is to sacrifice one for a sin offering, the other for a burnt offering. In this way, he will make atonement for her before the Lord for the uncleanliness of her discharge. You must keep the Israelites separate from things that make them unclean so that they will not die in their uncleanliness for defiling my dwelling place, which is among them. These are the regulations for a man with a discharge, for anyone made unclean by admission of semen, for a woman in her monthly period, for a man or a woman with a discharge, and for a man who has sexual relations with a woman who is ceremonially unclean. That concludes our reading for the day. Thanks for taking a little bit of your day to listen to the Word. We hope today's message really spoke to you. Remember, you can find more resources, connect with us, or sign up to get weekly readings on our website, studyhisword.com. Until next time, God bless you, and may His light shine upon you.